We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 108. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. Yes, we're including Shara. She's part of the team now, the podcast team, which we love having Shara here. I even, I even made our, our podcast template, and I just slipped you in there so I don't have to add you every time. So you're part. So if you miss, it's going to create work for me. Oh gosh. Yeah. So you got to be here almost every time then. And yeah. if anybody doesn't know, she's my cousin. Oh yes. Well. <laughs> Fourth remove. Do not open that can. <laughs> oh. Never well, mind. <clears throat> you know we are in the Ozarks, so uh, so and he nothing. Was born in Arkansas. No, I was. Nothing is out of the question here at Stormed Our Weather. Uh, this is the meteorological spring 2020 edition. Uh, happy meteorological or climatological spring to you guys. And to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're you're supposed to respond, you know what I said? Yeah, whatever you just said. Yeah, Yeah, March 1st was the climatological spring, which means we are in the three months uh, where uh, storms are going to happen. You know, storms kind of picked up on the first day of March. It kind of ramped up, didn't it? Pretty cool. Oh, my gosh. We had, uh, uh, yeah, on the first. Did did we get any watch? We didn't get a watch out of that. We didn't. And it was just, we were just under a marginal that first yeah, got day that March, March. But mm-hmm. the second day, there was that slight that was issued to our east. But the big tornado watch went up for right to our south and Harrison onto the east. I was surprised because I was in my show Monday night. Uh, we're recording this Wednesday, by the way. We're, our, our podcast dates are going to be all messed up for a while until we figure out uh, what we're doing. Because I now have shows on Monday night, which is our normal podcast time. But uh, yeah, I was in the show and you texted that to me. And I was like, you're joking, right? And you're like, no. Yeah, there was a tornado watch just to our east. And several tornado warnings to our east as well. And Harrison was in the tornado watch. Yeah. I thought, holy cow. They weren't in the slight that day. Yeah. Of course, that was the beginning of what eventually happened in Nashville. Yeah, we need to talk about that. Uh, I, I was watching during the show. Um, yeah, don't tell my employers, but no, they actually know I'm watching whether during the show. But uh, I, I saw that tornado warning in southeast Missouri. I don't know exactly where it originated. But every hour break, you know, I get there at 7, we had a rehearsal, and I looked at it at 6.30 and 7, and then right before 8, and then after 9, and there was always a tornado warning yeah. up, and so I was texting you saying, is that one storm? It that- was, I mean, I don't know how many actual tornadoes came out of that, but, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the one that hit Nashville, it, it kind of started to the south, and... It wouldn't kind of. It wouldn't up. have been the ones that came out of Missouri exactly. Well, I was very surprised. I mean, I got to be honest. It was. It was. They did upgrade to slight, but with the amount of tornado warnings that I saw that night, I thought, "Wow, that should have been like more of an enhanced, in my opinion." But well, 
I don't know. They had a car that was launched into the third story of an apartment building. Whoa, man. Yeah, it was rated an EF2 in Nashville. Now, east of Nashville, it went up to a three. Okay, so when it, when it actually was in Nashville proper, yes, it was a and it two. Was a, the actual tornado itself that went through Nashville was 50 miles long. Wow. The track. That, that's a long track tornado. Yeah. I mean, what's the average is what, about less than 10 miles? I mean, I mean for a good-sized tornado. Mm-hmm. Even the Joplin tornado, I mean, it wasn't that long. No, no, no. At all, and it was you know one of the monsters. It was long enough, but yeah, I mean, so so there was some bear clinic zone, something going on that just you know this road right on there. You had uh, all the ingredients. You had uh, shear, uh, you had lift, uh, you had uh, a boundary. You had everything just right there. Now that let me back up. Like on Sunday night, uh, they were talking about us uh, having. You know, like a marginal risk of some severe. I mean, we had a severe, was it right just northwest? Was it northwest of us? Um, it was right northwest of on su- yeah, Sunday. Yeah, Christian County on to the kind of a, like Ozark and County. A little bit, yeah, yeah, but there's something the, to the east of east. it. Because Ted, uh, Fire Chief, Branson Fire Chief Ted Martin sent us this great picture. That was Monday. Oh, that was on Monday? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that was a thing. Yeah, but, we had um, storms over near West Plains. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it was Ozark County. It was a great picture. If you haven't seen it, go to our Facebook page, Stormed Our Weather, uh, and you got to scroll down because we, you know, we post a lot, uh, trying to keep everybody safe. And uh, it's a great, great picture of just the flags uh, and the big thunderhead right behind it. And I, I'm really wanting to see some more thunderheads like that this season. I think we will. Yeah, I, I think we will too. We are above above average, and we're going to stay above average for a while. And I looked at the. Um, uh, NWS or climate, it was one of those graphics because, you know, they, there's like five or six of them and you don't know which one to believe. But the <laughs> National Weather Service it, it, uh, issued one that was average to just above average temperature and just above average in precipitation. Yeah. So and that's what we need. We need some of that moisture and we need those warmer temperatures and that's going to make for a nice I've seen above average. Season. I've seen equal chances. I just don't know. It changes. I know. What do you think, Shara? I am indifferent. Okay. Well, see, there you go. I am your non-weather person. <laughs> well, that's what we need, the non-weather. I'm just here uh, for the entertainment. <laughs> uh, oh, and I made cookies, too, so there's a bunch of cookies on the I am table. here for the cookies. Here for the, here, yes, pass, here for pass the cookies. Pass one over. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, it's it's a, a cook, and this I didn't make the name up. These are not my originals, but they're called To Roll or Not To Roll. It was on the back of the-, the So uh, did you roll- or no, no, roll. you don't roll. No, no, no. No, no this is on the back it's of the, not even a choice, huh? the gold medal flour. It was just a recipe on the back of the gold medal flour. And they're really stupid easy. You know, our best friend makes a really good chocolate chip cookie recipe. And like we've told her for years how much, and like that's how she pays us. She pays us in chocolate chip cookie dough. And then she like told us one time that the recipe's like what on the back of the Nestle chocolate chips or whatever. Package. Oh, that, that's a toll house. That's yeah. a toll <laughs> I'm like, these are so good. Just Sometimes like, okay. I accidentally eat it before I cook them. Yeah. He eats it yeah. all before we have time to bake them. Well, you know, our friend Marilyn, we talked about Marilyn. I still want to get her on the podcast to talk about Alaska. But, um, no, she's an avid cookie dough eater. And she's never been sick. You know, they say, don't do that because, you know, the, the flour will kill you and the eggs will kill you and everything will kill you and you'll make you sick and you'll go in the hospital. You know. Yeah, there's people eat raw eggs all I, the time. I, I know. Like the weightlifters and stuff. They 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 make their their smoothies or whatever. Take the raw eggs, well, put it in there, and drink it. You think it of like an over easy or a whatever sunny side up. Those are not yeah totally cooked. 
Yeah. So I don't know where. I mean, I, I get that. Yeah. It's a risk. It's a risk. So they sure. have to throw it out there. Yeah, and even the restaurants won't do it. They'll have to do the the full full cooked. See, now eggs they've made cookie dough that doesn't have it. Now they have cookie dough out there that's safe for eating. Is it? Still good. I don't know. I don't like cookie dough, so. Oh, you oh you don't. Oh, he eats it. Well, he they use it, it for ice cream and stuff like that. I want to bake them. I like them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you like it more baked than anything. I don't even like the chunks in ice cream. Really? Because the only chunks I get, yeah, I don't like the cookie dough in the ice cream. It's the texture. They're they're grainy. Yeah, but cookie dough should, uh, not cookie dough, ice cream should be just kind of smooth. Well, the ice cream's fine, but the little chunks of cookie dough is grainy. Yeah, and Rocky Road. I don't see. I'm not a marshmallow fan. I do not like marshmallows. I love Rocky Road. Really? I don't like. Oh, I can't do the. I can do the nuts. I'm not a huge marshmallow fan, but I like Rocky Road. So you don't do s'mores and stuff. I like do that. like s'mores, but I won't just eat marshmallows. Oh well, no. Everybody's like, let's go and put marshmallows on a stick out in our campfire. It's like, no, thank you. No, I'll just eat the chocolate and I'll eat the graham cracker. I'm good on that. But we digress. I think. Uh, <laughs> um, a little off topic there. Yeah, you know, and that's okay. And that keeps reminding me. It's like I, I want to make that storm door weather baking baking group. For asking me what I thought. Yeah. Well, oh, we yeah. should. I I still think yeah, because we can add recipes. It doesn't have to be baking. It can be cooking, right. like crock potting, or whatever. Okay, you did a post we had on Tuesday yesterday, ten o'clock a.m. We had a statewide tornado drill. This is for Kansas and Missouri, yeah. and. Uh, uh, I, oh, I said, shoot, on my notes, I see C-texted graphic, and I don't know what I did. C-texted graphic. Oh, okay. Well, you, you talk about the tornado, because you made a, a, a an actual uh, post on how many heard it, and well, we got lots several, of that. We had about you know half and half heard it, and then, of course, you can't really, it depends, you know, whether you can hear it on, on the conditions the outside. The ones that were indoors that heard it were, like, underneath yeah. the sirens so i mean they're, they're yeah they're, they're, they're not meant to be heard indoors but they're some people will yes some people yeah will. so that's that's why i'm wondering it's, i did not it's some of these people that respond they say i did not hear them i wonder if they were indoors right because... and they're concerned they're now, there like, were I a didn't few a there were a few that were outside and they were both all in the same area that did not hear them this time so i was wondering if maybe one or two of them they weren't functioning properly, maybe, but I don't know which one. I don't though. remember where the people were that didn't hear them. Well, and and that's why they have the, uh, that's why they have these tests. They need to know. So I'm very curious if the test. I mean, I think overall it was successful, but you don't know, they go back to testing them every Wednesday now? Well, like, uh, well like, no, it's not every Wednesday. It's like once a month. But, oh, uh, I but, thought it was like every Wednesday at a certain. Well, time. is it? Was it every Wednesday? Didn't it used to I be? I, I swear they I know went sometimes off every it's first Wednesday. of the month, and yeah, it's like the, maybe later on. Mm, it is. I oh. swear they went off every Wednesday at like ten or eleven. Ten weekly. Hmm. It was just something that I was used to hearing. I I think we probably could find out. I I don't know, but this this was the major. You know, they they sent the alerts out on the uh, NOAA weather radio. They did the warning sirens. Uh, the schools and businesses took part, uh, hopefully, in their tornado. Uh, protection there's safety drills where they you know you go to the uh, lowest level um, do they go under the desks anymore no see they we used to For, do that no that's earthquake yeah but we used to turn it we go in the hallway they go in the hallway and oh we go in the girls bathroom head. yeah we went in the girls bathroom and you're supposed to like put a book over your head or something a book yeah you're supposed to get down with a book over your head like an open we book. never had books we just did our hands like that well yeah that too you can cover but your hands aren't gonna 
a book is actually a good idea if you have nothing else. Uh, true. Because those hard textbooks that we used. Yeah, the hardbacks. You open those up and put it over your head. Might save you. That's true. And and you the helmets. That you we guys had windows in our girls' bathroom, wonderful. though. So breaking news. I have breaking news. Oh, I need my breaking news. Okay. What is it? Three minutes ago, a tweet from the National Weather Service office in Nashville. <gasps> breaking news. Survey update from Putnam County. Okay. EF4 tornado. <gasps> They've upgraded to EF4. 175 mile per hour winds. 18 fatalities, 88 injuries, and three are still missing. Mm-mm. First violent tornado in the Nashville uh, County Warning Area, which is the Nashville National Weather Service area, since uh, April of 2009. Wow. So you heard it here first. Hopefully. Well, by the time they listen to the podcast, <laughs> well, yeah, hours old. That's true. You listen to the podcast tomorrow. It's like, oh, you didn't hear that first. Yeah, so it was upgraded to EF4. Because before the podcast, Corey and I were talking about that. There was, you know, EF2. Then it went through Nashville and went EF3. But, okay, so clarify. Are you talking about the tornado that was in Nashville is now I'm not four? sure where Putnam County is. I'm not, I'm not sure. a Tennessee We'd have to look that guy. Up. Yeah. But I assume it's the Putnam County. I mean, 80, 18 fatalities. It's the same tornado. Yeah. Well, it was up to 24, I think I saw on television earlier tonight. 24, 25 fatalities now. We need to ask our kids. Like, I'm curious where the schools have kids go now. Like, I've never asked my kids where they go in a tornado drill. I need to do that. Yeah, I, I, imagine it, it, I imagine it's probably the hallway. Right. I mean, now the high school actually has a basement. But I mean, I don't know about the other. Yeah, but schools. if you're on the like second or third floor, you may not have time to get. I right. mean, you're, spo- you're supposed to get the lower. Is yeah. like up there on a hill. Yeah, you know, and I would not go into the gymnasium. I know yeah. some people would want to. That's that's you're asking for disaster yeah. there. I mean, a tornado come on, just rip that roof right off. Wasn't that in the 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 movie? Not Twister. See, I was confused with the other one. Into the storm. Into the storm. Yeah, in the school with the EF. 25 at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I still, I, I, I saw that like last year and it's like, I I'm keeping I remember reading the book in, uh, Night of the Twisters. No. I read that when I was a kid. Oh, I did. I watched the movie and I've read it. I got the book for, for Grayson when he was a like second grader. I like rent, I borrowed it from the Good library book. and I Night of the Twisters? Yeah. Yes. You never read that? I, I don't like read a, books. It's, it's a kid's account. Like he's 13 or 14. And it's his account of yeah. There they was a the tornado that hit. The there wow. several that hit their town that night, and he gets separated from his family and all kinds of stuff. But it's a good book. You wow. Okay. So if you're a weather guy, you have to have read Night of the Twisters. All right. So so there we recommend to our listeners Into the Storm. No. No Night no. of the Twisters. Night of the Twisters. Like I brought it home. It's I also remember. a movie. I, I started it reading it on the bus on the way home, and I lived out in the country, so like I was one of the last stops. Oh, see, yeah. Uh, so I had a lot of time to read, but I remember I couldn't stop. Like I was just going to read a few pages. Our school librarian, and, Mrs. Sawyer, read it to us, so I kind of got into it. So I, no, I sat and read the oh. whole thing, cover to cover, like wow. in an hour, because I couldn't put it down. I have digression disorder, so if I read like a page or two, then my mind is already gone somewhere else, and then I realize I'm just flipping pages. I'm not. No, even I like get into the book and I'm totally lost, and then I'm like, one more page, one more chapter, uh, yeah, one more chapter. <laughs> That's where it's one addicting. Yeah, and then you're like three hours later, and you're like, oh shoot, I don't have anything done. <laughs> I remember I was reading like a romance novel one time when the kids were younger. Yeah, and 
I mean, like I was totally into it, reading it. It was kind of a dirty book. But the mm. kids all well, walked in. Well, well, goodness, yes. The kids all walked in, and I remember I like slammed the book closed really. Like they could see what I was reading, like because I was oh, no. so into it, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> I remember slamming the book closed. I'm like, huh, what? No, I'm doing <laughs> so What's you going read, on? You read dirty books? Not normally. Oh. Somebody loaned me that one, though. Well, it's a good love story. Yeah. Anyway, back to tornadoes. Back to tornadoes, yes. And, uh, <laughs> As it so happens, the Nashville tornado was the strongest tornado since April 29th, 2017, almost three years ago, when an EF4 struck Canton, Texas. Oh. So we've had a while since we've had... See, we went there for a while oh, without any major tornadoes. That's Remember right. that? That's right. So we already have a strong wind, and we're just entering... Storm season. Just so, entering so, meteorological so what storm, do we, yeah. What do we have in store? It, exactly. And it, if you want to go astronomically, we are still in winter for right. a couple, we couple and we a half more weeks. That. We don't do nah, that. No, no, no. No, Corey and I are already, yeah. we, we're set. We're in storm season. I got my maters planted, my hummingbird feeder out. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, asked, <laughs> I asked my mom. Uh, our our storm door weather bird watching ambassador, uh, if she had any news uh, to give me, and she goes, "Nope, <laughs> I see a lot more robins, but you know that, that's yeah. to be expected." Well, I asked her about hummingbirds, and she said the hummingbirds will start coming here more in April. Tax day. Yeah, there you go. Tax Every day. Year. Yeah, but I'm wondering if if we're going to be above normal because wasn't it last podcast or the one before that that somebody was saying down there in Florida they were already seeing the geese or not the geese but the birds just. just Flocking north again, so but down there it's always warm. Yeah, well, except for that one time <laughs> where the iguanas fell out of the trees. <laughs> Remember that? No, no, that was a couple, three, four when podcasts it got really ago. Cold. Yeah, know, it got like forty degrees, and they had a, a falling iguana alert. You they, know that you were they here. Like froze up. No, they're cold blooded. They, they, they like put themselves to sleep. They're, yeah, they're cold blooded. Oh. So in a temperature, they're up so there. So they just like passed out and fell out. Yeah, the they pass, and they and they tell people it's like don't touch them because they're not dead. They're just cold because they're cold blooded. So they're like hibernating. Weren't you here? Wouldn't you? I was not here that? during that. I do not. I got. I got to figure out which episode. That I was. would remember falling iguanas. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, and the National Weather Service down there in Florida actually issued a falling iguana advisory because. There's so many of them. them. Yeah, yeah. don't touch them because uh, they'll wake up and they'll be mad. <laughs> and you don't want to be touching an, an iguana if it's mad or whatever. <laughs> I didn't want to touch them anyway. No, no, no. We just took pictures and looked at them. Well, see, that's that's the best thing. That's the best thing to do. Um, I saw this interesting graphic. This is from, let me see where this is, uh, ABC Channel 7. I'm not quite sure where it is whatever Channel 7 is, uh, apparently in the southeast. It's a graphic of the tornadoes uh, in the year 2020 that uh, goes up through March 1st. It does not include March 2nd or March 3rd. This is from January 1st through March 1st. And uh, confirmed tornadoes. Missouri has had six. Oklahoma has had two. Texas has had 15. Arkansas has had 10. Check this out. Mississippi has had 37 confirmed. Tennessee, 11. Again, this is not counting the, the ones that just happened. Uh, Georgia had eight. Alabama had 12. And Louisiana had three. So, And, and Kentucky had 12. So the Southeast has been very active. You know, I'm surprised Missouri has more than Florida at this point because, yeah. you know, they always get the early tornadoes in the southeast, mm-hmm. evident by Mississippi's 37. 
Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, and I thought that was interesting because I figured that Alabama and Georgia would probably have more tornadoes because they're right in that zone there, but actually Mississippi had more. And I went to my chiropractor today, and she just got back from Florida, and she said she thought it was interesting because, and I forget exactly where she was at, but it was interesting. She said they were down there in their in their their house or not their visiting house or whatever, and she said they got into a tornado warning. She's like, tornado warning? Well, what do we do? Because she said all the houses down there are on stilts. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I wasn't sure where to go. She was like, with you know a bunch of friends. I think her husband and anything some friends. near the water is going to be built up on stilts. Yeah, but she didn't know what to do, and I was like, hmm, that's true. Because I, I was trying to think as a you know as a as a weather guy, it's like what to tell her the best thing to do. And I said, well, the what we tell people here is get lo- in the lowest level. It's like, but if you do that. You're below the house, and if the tornado blows the house over, you're gone. So what exactly would you do? And I think it was a water spout coming on land, because she said it was kind of over the over the water. So it's not technically a tornado until it reaches land. I mean, what do you think, Corey? I mean... Wh- I would say go into town and find a building, or... Go inland, in probably. Yeah, I would head inward. Yeah, and I told her, I said, you should have texted me. Because she knows, you know, I'm, we're stormed our weather, and, and she watches our page all the time. It's like, if you're down there and you get a tornado warning, not know what to do, text me. I'll, I'll, or send us pictures. Or send, yeah, or send us. Take pictures while <laughs> so you're Take your pictures. You know, we'll post it. Away. I've always mine. wanted to see a, like a water spout way off in the distance, oh. not not harming anybody. Right. No, we don't want to see the they're pretty you know, the the fishing boats. You know, going. We don't want to. You know, it's it's like in in the Midwest, you have tornadoes in the cows, and water spouts. You have the little boats and everything. Sure. Yeah, okay. So, uh, <laughs> going on, moving on. Looks like rain. Uh, we're going we're going in this tranquil period. Um, it's really nice. We're above Mild. average. Yeah, except, okay, here's my beef. And th- I don't think this is the National Weather Service's fault, so I can't blame them. But uh, everyone should know that I make the, the, the daily video for our website the, the night before. Because I'm a musician. What? Well, I know. No. Well, we've we've said that before. It's nothing. Sometimes yeah. we wait. Sometimes it's that morning. To. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Sometimes, but if it's if it's in the morning, it's a voiceover. It's not me with my with my bed head on television. Um, no. But it we get the forecast about midnight, and then by the time it gets six or eight o'clock in the morning. The whole thing changes. So an example would have been last night. I did the video, and we were supposed to be mostly sunny today in the high, you know, in the 50s. It didn't make it to 60s. It didn't make it. No. No. But when you texted me this morning, all of a sudden now, it was totally cloudy. It's been totally cloudy all day in Branson. And the the forecast high was like 62, 63. And I told Corey, I said, you know, it's not. the sun doesn't come out. It ain't going to make it. (laughs) So we were kind of kind of on with the temperature only in the 50s but mostly sunny didn't happen so i you know we're debating i'm debating on whether to to do these videos more in the morning because the forecast 24 to 48 hours should be pretty accurate and it's been kind of busted here so we're gonna we're gonna figure that one out i hope so yeah, I do too because it's kind of frustrating because we put in all this work to make the forecast, and the next day it's like totally blown out of the water. Ah, uh, well, this is Severe Weather Awareness Week, and so uh, I wanted to kind of touch on uh, the safety rules 
uh, everybody needs to know. I mean, there's lots of stuff going on at the National Weather Service. There's uh, uh, expos going on. National Weather Service at uh, they had an expo, I think, at the uh, Ozark Empire Fair or something. And uh, they had one at the Battlefield Mall. Battle, was it Battlefield Mall? Mm-hmm. Yeah, KY three was there. There was some big. Thing. I mean, this is the whole awareness week, and that's one of the reasons that they did the tor- statewide tornado drill. They wanted to do that. So, um, the the safety rules for severe thunderstorms and tornadoes are really quite simple. I mean, yeah, se- severe thunderstorm. If you get a severe thunderstorm warning, the number one thing to do is stay away from windows. Don't be next to windows because if uh, the criteria for a severe thunderstorm is either hail one inch in diameter or larger, or not lightning. Not lightning. That's exactly right. Winds. Yes, of 58 miles an hour or greater. So if you get a big hailer coming on, that hailer plus the gusty winds could crack your window in your house. And you do not want to be standing there looking at this storm with big hail going on. So that's what we say. Get stay away from the windows, and I feel bad for the people that have these skylights, man. Oh yeah, mm, that's ugh. are they not super strong? I don't know. They are super strong. Well, I, they are, but if you get a baseball or softball size hail going at 60, 70 miles, oh yeah, that ain't gonna. <laughs> but yes, they are super strong. And back in the day, they told you not to use the phone. Remember, because it was corded. Yeah, the landline. Yeah. If lightning is strike that landline. For lightning, you need to unplug some stuff. I I, I would. Like yeah. A, your expensive TV, your computer. Computer. Yeah. I mean, when when we're down here, and I'm always trying. You know, I make sure my laptop is all um, charged up 100. percent right. But I take my my desktop computers. I have two iMacs. Uh, turn them off. Unplug them. Because what I can do is unplug the laptop and still be able to post and see radar and stuff as long as we have electricity. You know, or do a hotspot. On my phone. So uh, that is severe thunderstorm. You know, and again, you know, even if it's not a hailer, it's, you know, if you get wind 60, 70 miles an hour, it's going to blow limbs. It's going to blow. It's, it, it's going to blow. <laughs> For sure. For sure. And there, it can pick up stuff. Trash can will be gone. Oh, gosh, yes. You know, we, uh, we always issue the trash can alert. We always issue the lake alert. If wind state, get off of that lake. And you know what? Our lake alerts have been very useful for people. I mean, oh yeah, they get so many shares, so many shares, and which is exactly what we want. Uh, you do not want to be out in the middle of the water when you have uh, a high wind or even hail. If you're out there, you can't take shelter if you've got you know quarter size or golf ball size hail coming down no. <laughs> at sixty miles an hour. That's awful. Um, when we go into tornado, that's a little bit different. You take all the precautions that you do with the severe thunderstorm, but you really need to go to the lowest level of your home. Uh, a basement with no windows is the optimum. That's hard to find, you know? Uh, for, for some, yeah. I mean, my, my a lot of those basements are, you know, those walkouts or those. Exactly. And they Or they have windows at the top kind of. Well, the good thing is, like mine, I've got uh, my my utility room, and I've got my bathroom, which mm-hmm. which are also in the basement. But you can go and shut the door, right? You know, and and what we were saying a while ago that you can share. I said helmets. Uh, make sure you know if you got, get under a tornado watch, make sure you've got uh, all your supplies, your batteries, your flashlights, uh, your medication, and you do all this before a tornado warnings issued. Right, that's where the watch comes in. You know, you get the you tornado don't watch. Wait. No, tornado watch, 
that's when you need to get prepared that conditions are favorable that a tornado could develop in your area. It doesn't mean a tornado will develop in your area unless you're a high risk. If you're in high risk, you know, you, you're, yeah. your chances are much more. But how often do we see a high risk? Once a year, twice a year? For us? Yeah. Once for, every three or four years yeah, for us. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's not that much. But still, you know, don't... It's same thing that happened in Nashville. You know, those poor people in Nashville, you know, the tornado watch was issued. And they were under a slight risk. Only. Yeah. And that's what, level two? Yeah, level one is uh, marginal. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, they had the idea they upgraded a little bit, but, uh, uh, yeah, but then the marginal, we only had one little severe thunderstorm warning that Sunday. So, yeah, so, so you know, and listen for, you know, if you're outside, especially in, if you're at a park, if you're at a baseball game, if you're at a football game, I don't playing know what. Playing disc golf. Playing disc golf, Exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, be weather aware. Uh, the good thing about disc golf, it doesn't take long to play nine holes. It takes like 30, 45 minutes to play. And it's it. usually a plastic disc, not, not like a metal club exactly. that you're holding. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Golfers. Yeah. Now the goals or whatever they're called, they're metal, right? Kind of, the metal. baskets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the bat. Yeah. But we hardly ever hit those. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> So I guess golf, it's just backwards because you got got the cup, which is plastic, but then you're hitting it with metal. Exactly. So so it's much safer if you want to play a disc golf than that. Um, Yeah, but you know the outdoor alert sirens will go off if, uh, which we learned last year or a couple years ago, it doesn't have to be a tornado. It could be a a high risk uh, hail event or very very high wind event, uh, which is smart. Winds over seventy five mile an hour. Yeah, miles an hour. that's that's very smart. I'm glad that was explained to to me because I didn't know at the time. I was questioning it, and then uh, it after all the explanations and everything, it just made total sense. So yes, thank you uh, for explaining that. So uh, yeah, we don't need to go into winter storm. And I am I for, oh flooding. Yeah, yeah. Talk about today's f- the day of for flooding on the awareness week. I oh yeah, t- talk about that a second. Well, it flood when 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 you get floods, it it rains when it, so it'll flood, right? That's what happens. But you don't want to mm-hmm. drive into the high water because people don't please. understand. You can't see what's coming when when the water's over the road. Yeah, do not please do not drive in high water. The barricades are up for a reason. There might not even be a road. It could be washed out. It could be washed out. You don't know what's under there. You don't know how deep it is. Right. And, and we're, t- we're t- every t- year we have people on the Ozarks lose their lose their life due to driving in water. Yeah, because it's that hillbilly thing. Like, I, I, I can do that. I've run into this many times. And then they get out there, and it's just a little bit more than they've bargained yeah. for. You know, they start the, to float away. Yeah, the National Weather Service does a fantastic job. They've been uh, – I've been really admiring what they're doing this year. I mean, if we get the, the chance of getting an inch or more, especially when you have no vegetation or you know, dead vegetation out here, there's nothing to absorb that water. So you get an inch – it's just going to run into those creeks and streams and probably yeah. across the road. You know, now once we get into, you know, the, the thriving flora of spring and summer, then it, yeah, it'll, it'll probably take a couple of inches to really create some of that. But, you know, flash flood and flood watches, they've been very vigilant and diligent about uh, doing those. Uh, but we've been in a cycle of more precipitation lately. Yeah, I just did the been report. A long 
kind of a you know for a while now, and I think it's going to continue into the summer. I just have a feeling. I yeah, I have a feeling it is. And, you know, like I said earlier in the podcast, if we get you know more moisture and warmer temperatures, that could uh, spell some mm-hmm. fun stuff. So there you go. The severe weather. Uh, excuse me. Yeah. So today was was flooding, and yesterday yeah. was tornado. Correct. Yeah. I don't have the graphic in front of me, so I don't I'm not really, not really sure about that. Oh, but you know what? I've been uh, seeing a lot of uh, posts and people texting me and commenting on our on our Facebook page that we're getting uh, trees are starting to bud. I know. Really? Yeah, they said uh, some irises are starting, you know, to start to come up. And uh, I mean, it is March, so yeah. Uh, but I mean, year, it's it's been mild. It has. We haven't had that. We got up to seventy this week, and we weren't supposed to. Wasn't that? Wasn't that a bust? That was. Uh, that was such a bust. Yeah. What? What was that Sunday? That was. I think it was Monday. But yeah, Sunday or Monday. Yeah, the forecast. Uh, they said you know like sixty one, sixty two, with mostly cloudy skies. And what happened is the sun came out, and whenever we have sun, right. It's going to get warm, and we hit. Did we hit? No, we hit seventy, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Or seventy yeah. or seventy-one? 70, I don't know. Seventy-two, I think. Well, I was out playing disc golf, so I. Oh, but so it was probably Sunday. Then that's probably why those storms got as big as they did right above, uh, north of us. And I bet you that's to the it. east. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're in this above average, average thing, and and we posted. Uh, the National Weather Service climate report, they, they do it every month, and now we are doing it every month, and we pro, we posted ours. Uh, for February, we got 79, oh shoot, was it 79? I got to look at that. Close to 80, yeah, it was 79.5. Yeah, 79. yeah. yeah on, on the report. You can you scroll Groundhog back on day. our Facebook. Groundhog Ground, Day. Ground, that's right, Groundhog Day. Uh, and Valentine's Day was the coldest day. It was the I team. know, and that crazy 10.7. <laughs> well, people want Valentine's Day, they want to stay home and snuggled up in their bed anyway so but yeah things are starting to to bud and uh i've been sneezing so i think it's uh, almost time to bring back this segment <laughs> it's the pollen report the stormed our weather pollen report uh so uh yeah i think it's about time every week that's the bad part of spring yeah well everything some people start. say it's a tornado i think it's the pollen yeah, well, pollen's going to be more persistent. Pollen is longer lasting and drives people nuts. Coach your car, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but the drug companies, they make a fortune at this time can, of year. Oh, I can understand. <laughs> all the antihistamines and the Flonase and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I did a check uh, for the rest of this week uh, from pollen.com. Branson is going to be medium high. For the rest of the week, I mean, we're getting up there. It says the current top allergens are maple and juniper, which juniper I'm allergic to. Now, I knew juniper is early, but maple? Uh, that's what they said. Huh. They said maple and juniper. And they said top allergens, so I'm sure there's other ones. But uh, I did not go to the Taney County Health Department. Mm. Green County has theirs. Uh, but, yeah, I just go to pollen.com and see that. But, yeah, juniper is one of the early ones, and that's – I had to take a pill the other day, and wow. I, usually I usually I wait until you know April or May or something when that comes. You know in. they don't bother me. I don't get allergies, but I did at the like during the summer. The, I got allergies last year, and I never had before. So something was out that I got into, or it was around my house because it bothered me. 
Really? It wasn't spring and it wasn't pollen time. It was much later. Hmm. So it wasn't fun. No, and I'm, I'm, we're getting, kind of getting to that point now where uh, we're going to walk outside and our cars are going to be different colors. Yeah. Kind of green or whatever. Uh, I did see this thing uh, from, it's an article. Let's see. Uh, I'm just going to read a little bit of it from uh, WFAA, Channel 8 from Dallas, Texas. And I've been seeing this going on Facebook, so I decided to research a little bit. Uh, it basically states allergy suffers in the eastern United States should brace for a long and severe season this spring. This is allergy season. As predicted, above normal rainfall and near-average temperatures means much of the region will be ripe for the tree, weed, and grass pollen production. Well, we're above average and we have rain. Oh, yeah. So we're going to do that, too. Says the ideal growing conditions means the season is likely to get underway even earlier than usual. The same is true for tree pollen from the mid-Atlantic down to the Gulf and the Southern Plains. According to, uh, I think this guy is Alan Reppert, uh, he said, with above normal rainfall and near-average temperature for much of the spring, we will have plenty of tree growth in the southeast and even pushing into the southern plains and the mid-Atlantic. And this will bring a severe tree pollen season to much of the east and the Gulf coastline. Uh, he also says allergists, or no, no, allergists are also recommend, uh, recommend limiting or avoiding going outdoors at peak times of the day for pollen, typically 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. and at dusk. And they say warm and windy days can often exacerbate conditions for allergy sufferers. Well, everybody's wearing those masks now anyway for all the viruses going around. So yeah. you know, maybe that'll help for allergies too. Uh, it could. Yeah. I mean, why not? I'm sure some people do that. I'm sure some people do wear masks that are severely allergic to things. Oh, I, you know, I was. I'm funny you should say that because I was out at uh, Forsyth yesterday playing and there was a jogger. We were at hole number 14. And there was a jogger, because it, it's a nice park, Empire mm-hmm. Park. Uh, jogger there had a mask on, jogging. Wow. And I, I wasn't sure. It's like, well, you're probably not sick with the virus, because if you'd be sick yeah. with the virus, you're not going to be jogging. So it's probably an allergy thing. So I, I bet you're right. could have been a health nut, didn't want to breathe in anything. Who knows? Yeah. Well, and she had her dog with her. you know. Oh. <laughs> so ba- basically, and what people don't understand, too, it's not just the pollen... From here, you know, I mean, we, we, we give the pollen report for Branson, but we have this thing called the wind. <laughs> and when the wind is strong, sometimes we can get the wind from Texas, a good, strong southwest wind with a strong system. So we're going to get the pollen and all the crap from Texas. Smoke. Smoke, uh, hay, you know, anything. But, but yeah, so stuff that's not pollinating here on a strong enough wind from Texas and even Oklahoma, like I said, on a southwest wind, is going to bring it into the Ozarks. So sure. we're going to start being affected from that. Um, so southerly wind, you know, this, this article from Dallas was talking about the southern plains. Well, what happens? We get a south wind now, and all that's going to come up here. Crazy. So good thing you're not sneezy. I'm not. No. Well, I think it is about time to get on with the weather school. It's going to be a live weather school this time about uh, the history of NOAA Weather Radio. So let's get to that. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. And this week's stormed our weather school is going to be done live. We've got... Uh, an extra guest in the studio. We have, of course, 
Corey and we have Shara, but we have their son Grayson. So welcome to the second half of the co- uh, the podcast. Hi. <laughs> so he's going to help us out with uh, with the weather school, and this weather school is the history of NOAA Weather Radio. So we're going to take turns and go around the the desk here. And uh, let's see. Let's start with uh, 1902. The Weather Bureau employee Reginald Fessenden. Does that look like Fessenden? Fessenden Fessenden or something? First successfully uh, experiments with a voice transmission via a wireless telegraph, which means radio. So he's so in 1902 they were kind of experimenting with it. I think he was their IT guy. Yeah, probably. Back then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do you got? My turn? Yep. In 1915, the Weather Bureau in Springfield, not Missouri, but Illinois, Illinois yeah. uses wireless telegraph to relay forecast as an experiment. Ooh. I wonder where they wired it to, the back room somewhere? Or, well, well, it's probably it's underground at that point. Yeah, it's underground. <laughs> then we got a big jump in years. 1951. Aviation radio broadcasts begin on station KWO35 in New York City, followed by KWO39 in Chicago in 1953. I was a big fan of those. So, see, I wonder if, because from 1915 to 1951, that's a big jump. So, I wonder what happened. They didn't get much. They didn't get very Is far. that where the, the Civil War, the, some war was going on? And then depression in there somewhere. Yeah, Grayson, you're in high school, so what is so. it? Is that when the war was going I, on? I guess nothing happened because they were too busy fighting world wars. No, the, the, you know, that's it. The depression was in there, too, so the, they didn't the, have the, any the money. Depression. And that. They were too research. poor to do anything. Yeah, so they just kind of shut down. It's like, we're not going to mess with the weather bureau. There's going to be no tornadoes. Or we're just trying not to die or get invaded. There you go. There you go. <laughs> okay, so 1960, Grayson. In 1960, aviation broadcasts were moved to a new frequency, and new stations were added to serve the general public in coastal regions. So I guess east and west coast, California, New York or something, getting those hurricanes up there. Hello? Sure. <laughs> Looking at Corey's like, Whoa. It doesn't really uh, tell much about... No, it doesn't. I mean, just the... Which a- reason? I mean, coastal regions are forever long yeah but aviation broadcast so so they're moved to so at least what they did in 1960 they they got their own frequency now that they can actually broadcast stuff on there and in 1965 the essa vhf weather radio network is established to distribute weather warnings to the public now vhf very high frequency that was like our mega broadband today yeah I mean, it was like, whoa. Remember when you had these computers? Uh, Grayson won't remember, but yeah, back then when you had like eight megabytes of memory and you're like, whoa, this is flying. Yeah, back in the good old days. Yeah. I don't don't even remember that. (laughs) Long before you were born. And you had to feed the gerbils to get internet connection. Took you 10 minutes to get the internet connection. So, (laughs) okay. So, Cookie Man. What's the next one? 1970. He's eating the cookie now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have taken a bite if I knew it was my turn. Well, you you're after me. You're after Rando. <laughs> the Weather Radio Network, now named NOAA Weather Radio, has 29 stations in operation. Awesome. 29. In 1975, 
Expansion of NOAA Weather Radio begins in earnest after the April 1974 super outbreak of tornadoes. Now, I remember that because I guess once a super outbreak came out, they thought, you know... Maybe important that we have this. We probably better better need this, yeah. And then we have another big jump from 74 to 94. Wow, 20 years. In 1994, Vice President Al Gore announced an expansion effort with a goal of coverage re- reaching 95% of the population. Now see, now that's, that's important. We got 95% of the population now being informed about weather stuff. And 1994, I was in St. Louis at that time. We're still before Grayson's time. Uh, no, I, th- I, I think I was in St. Louis then too. In 94? You were not a twinkle in your father's eye. I was a junior in high school. I was a freshman in high school. Uh, I turned 15 that year. Oh, geez. I graduated high school in 81. <laughs> I'm old. Yeah. Okay, so moving on. 1998. Uh, NOAA weather radio broadcasts become automated with a computer replacing the manual recording. So now we got the computer going on, blah, 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 blah. Now, I must say that wasn't on every radio channel yet until maybe around 2000, 2001. Is yeah. when they all became computerized because mine still was just the voice. It was a seven-minute cycle of a recording from Springfield or Tulsa. But when they were saying it, it wasn't automated yet, right? Correct. Or, or was it? Okay. It was a seven-minute cycle recording. Gosh, it was I like, yeah, that. it was like a guy's voice. And if there was a warning, it would be actually a guy talking. See, that's the personal connection that we need. As far as a, this is NOAA Weather Radio. And you they know, can't or, say, or, or, well, they they say the county's went, right. When yeah. they first went computerized, it was kind of hard to it sounded like Arnold Schwarzenegger or com- robot. Yeah, right, right. But now right. they're a little better. Mm-hmm. But around here, around here, it was several years after 98 that it went into effect because I got my first weather radio on, for Father's Day in 1998. It was before Grant was born, that, but she was pregnant. So I went and bought me a Father's Day present, and that's what I got. So you had to get your own Father's Day present? Yeah. Oh, sure. Every year. Oh, well, uh, I mean, the baby wasn't actually here yet. I'm sure he just told me what he wanted every year and went well, about yeah. it. Or you probably weren't even, you know, wanting to go out. I was like, get your own father. But it was, right? the, but it was the coolest thing. <laughs> well, we had to record something for the station, too. We recorded it going off and me running and grabbing the baby and was that for the or something. It was for storm the storm special I don't know. Some kind of special we were doing. I, I don't know. Well, and then for we State have, Fury. Then we directed have a, by Corey Taylor. a big jump to 2019. Well, I didn't do... Uh, yeah, 2019 is now, right? Or last, last year. year. It was last year, yeah. Go ahead. It's your turn. It is? Yeah. Eat that cookie. 2019 <laughs> was uh, no weather radio broadcast on 1,031 1, yeah. stations in all 50 states, Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands, and the Pacific Territories, reaching 97% of the population. Oh, let's see. And that concludes the weather school. I will say there's some local areas that still don't get good coverage. Like, oh, I know. Eastern Taney County, Ozark County, somewhere over there is iffy. Well, I know. And there, there was that, there's that map somewhere that shows all the uh, repeaters, where the, the antennas for the weather radio and things are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it, yeah, it, it's nuts. It's nuts. It's nice to have them. Okay. Well, there you go. Now you know the history of NOAA, NOAA Weather Radio. So it's now it's time for the next segment, which is In Other News. So 
uh, we got quite a bit of in other news. So what I saw uh, is a graphic. It, it's called a lightning calculator. And what it does, it takes, it says it takes 4.7 seconds for thunder to travel one mile. I must have seen that, too. It said most people count, or taught as small children to count per one second. second. Yeah. And it. that's how many miles how many away miles it is. Away. But you need to, it's it's more like 4.7 yeah, seconds. Yeah, it's like four miles. Have you heard that? Have they talked to anything like that? Yeah, I always heard that it was just one second for a mile. So it's like, yeah, one second for four miles? Yeah. Yeah. So it's moving a lot faster. Uh, well, no, it's, it, it takes 4.7 seconds for thunder to travel one mile. Oh, okay. So, so, if, it, so if you count 1,001, 1,002, then it's about nine miles away. Hmm. Does that make sense? So we've got longer than what we thought. Yeah. But it's safer just to go with the one second. Well, we'll take cover. I, well, that's the whole thing. I mean, if, you, if, if you're outside and it's, it's, you see lightning, go inside. Don't stay out. Especially, do you golf? We were talking about that earlier. I haven't golfed no. in a long time, especially no. not real golf, just like Branson mini golf. Yeah. See, I disc golf. That's no, you don't golf. Last <laughs> time I golfed was a mini golf course. Neither one of in you like golf, 2009. Guys. Sorry. No, I don't. I know I don't. Golf. I like to he think. Works at a miniature. I golf like place. to think of my track mini golf as professional golfing. Yeah. Sure. I can putt putt. That's about it. Anybody can putt putt. No, they can't. <laughs> <laughs> they they can make a big thing uh, uh, an attempt at it, but not, actually not. But, oh my god! So what do you got over there, Corey? Uh, I'm still looking for mine. I lost it. I oh, shut okay. my phone off. Well, don't do that. It'll, You're still it'll, looking for your mind. Is it'll, that what you it'll, said? It'll, 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 it'll be right. <laughs> okay, like, we, well, it's I'll, close by. I can tell. Okay, well, I'll say my my other uh, in other news. Uh, strong winds from a thunderstorm are being blamed for the deaths of more than one thousand birds. All of them found in southeast Missouri uh, near the town of Sykeston. The storm rolled through Sykeston Sunday night on March 2nd. So that's what they're saying. Thousands, thousands of birds killed. Oh, that's sad. I know. Lightning? Really? No, just strong well, winds. Strong winds. Really? Don't they take cover? Don't they know that thing's coming? No. Well, they're not like cows because cows go under the trees. Well, wouldn't you just blow them around? I mean, why would it kill them? Well, you know, they're not that, that bright. They're really not that bright. I mean, no, they, they, they're bright enough to know to go south for the winter. Yeah, but you're out there and you see them out there going, this is fun. You know, like a roller coaster, like, you know, that kind of, I don't know. I like lemmings, really. <laughs> yes, exactly. Did you find your thing yet? Well, I lost it. But what, basically what it said is <laughs> the weather. We've known that for a long time. Oh, my wife. I tell you what. Uh, wait a minute. I'll give you a big boo on that one. Okay. Anyway, so the Weather Prediction Center, you know, they, they handle all the precipitation and the, yes. and the flooding, and they tell you flash flooding is possible. Mm-hmm. They're noticing an uptick in heavy rain over the past five years, and they're expecting it to continue. Over the past five? Five years. Because I think that the past, like, decades we've been seeing, you know, because we have the 100-year hundred, hundred flood. And all of a sudden, then it's like a flood every 10 years, and then a flood every three years, sure. and a flood every, you know, when was our last flood? Every year now? Well, yeah, but the last biggie was, what, 13? It's been a while. Yeah, we're kind of due. 15. No, 15. we've 15? had one since 13. 15 then, yeah, because Christmas, we had the drought. Christmas and 15. We had the, the, that big drought year or whatever, and then 
we're kind of getting back into the thing. And, and then Harvey came along and dumped 52 or 60 inches of but rain the, in Houston. Yeah. It's crazy. But the weather prediction center, they're looking at a, a wide area across the entire country. So they're taking oh, okay. an average. You know, oh, okay. It's okay. not just parts and bits and pieces. Well, we are, we are, you know, the weather prediction center did put, you know, Missouri and the Ozarks in a little bit higher mm-hmm. uh, for the next 30 days. We, we need rain. Do we? Well, we don't need flooding. Do we? <laughs> well, we there's some places we've been over, to differ. We've been over on our rain. Yeah. You know, past few months now. But it's going to get all the, you know, we had we had the, the allergy report. We had all the, uh, it's, it's going to get crazy. Well, that's something we're going to follow every every week on the podcast. Um, there is a heightened fire danger coming up. I mean, to talk about needing rain, but what we're what we're talking about here for uh, the Missouri Ozarks and even Kansas is a heightened fire danger tomorrow and possibly the next day because we're having this stretch of nice weather and then the sun's going to come out, the relative humidity is going to get low, then the winds are going to come up, and then we have really no vegetation. Are we looking at strong winds? Well, not really strong, but it's going to be windy. Yeah. Well, cent- well central- especially out toward Kansas, probably. Yeah, they've already got a red flag warning yeah. out there, which is different than a yellow flag warning. It is. And a blue flag warning, yeah. There's all sorts of flags, but, you know. Okay. Okay. Got anything else over there? Well, you may have heard we kind of won a special award. Did we? Yeah. yeah. I got to get my applause ready, yes. So, what'd we win? Well, we won the... National Weather Service Ready Weather Ready Weather Ready Nation Ambassador of Excellence of Excellence because we're excellent. Oh, nice! They don't just hand these things out. Tell me how no. many other media-related places have won this in the state of Missouri? Zero. None in Missouri. In the state of Missouri, wow. there's no. It's only been a thing for the past three years. Oh and, well. And, and, Still, there are twenty-one. Yeah, there are twenty. Just in Southwest Missouri alone, there are twenty-one weather-ready nation television stations, radio station, and media outlets. That's mm-hmm. that's that's print. That's radio and TV. There's twenty-one in the Springfield National Weather Service County Warning Area, and we're the only one that's ever won it. See, we are important. All the Springfield we TV are. stations are, are included in that. All the Joplin <laughs> stations are included in that. And you have to be nominated. We have to be nominated by yes. the you National Weather ap- Service. Like we didn't know it existed. They like don't you don't apply for it. You just right. Which nominated. I mean, I feel honored. I'm I'm glad you because what you guys we do, do a good job. Uh, we try. You know, we we've got uh, we've got theaters that follow us here. We've got uh, resorts that follow us. We've got teachers that follow us. We've got all sorts of. Uh, people that follow us because our main goal is to keep everybody safe out of all the weather ready nation ambassadors well there's 10 over 10,500 of them mm-hmm. during the past three years only 219 of those have won including us really I mean, what's percentage is that zero point something i'm sure i mean not very not very high you're the high school guy. Two hundred out of ten thousand. <laughs> Math is not my specialty. Oh, okay. This oh. is true. Well, y'all got phones. Figure it. <laughs> yeah, get your calculator. Yeah, out, get dude. your calculator. <laughs> anyway, we're it's it's a rarity to win that. Yeah, and an honor. Oh, definitely. I I you know, it's it nice us, to be recognized for something little, that we do. I mean, I know we already. Uh, I stand behind what we do one hundred percent, but yes, it, it still feel I feel validated or. Yeah, it gives us a little more credibility, you know? Yeah, it's very humbling, especially when you have actual official weather agencies recognizing you for what you do. I Correct. mean, really, uh, that, thank you. 
They and said the National Weather Service said we are Storm Dark Weather has exemplified itself as a leader in the use of social media to promote weather preparedness across Southwest Missouri. I would agree. And we prepare. Whoop whoop. And you know what? We have a podcast. Nobody else. They does even missed the podcast. <laughs> they did. <laughs> so what? If you if you have a podcast, you're like super important. Maybe. Well, maybe. I don't if anybody listens to it, that's, that's that's a trick. We need people to listen to it. <laughs> well, and the last little bit of in other news is we got uh, daylight saving time coming up on Spring Sunday. Spring forward. Spring forward, which I don't like because then I lose an hour. Nobody sleep. likes this one. No, you don't have to get up early on Sunday. Just sleep in. I'm I'm off on Sunday. Still the you know. same. But it takes a while. See, you're young. You guys can just bounce back. They don't bounce care. back. Yeah. The older you get, the harder it is. You take several days. Well, and it's hard on the little kids to get them adjusted. Yeah. It's not as bad as when it ends. It's weird. It's just one hour, but it can throw your whole yeah. day Does off. it affect you? I feel like at this point, it doesn't really matter how much sleep I get. I wake up feeling the same way. The Either same way. way, regardless. Like if I went to bed at midnight versus going to bed at nine... I'm still tired, but I'm still fine. <laughs> so this one hour time change isn't going to make any life. difference then. One hour is nothing in terms of sleep. No. Oh, it is for it me. Is, it um, is when you have kids. Well, <laughs> slept in 20 you know, years. In, in talking to my mother too, I mean, because I've noticed now that I'm in my 50s and I'm, uh, when we, even when, either way, when we fall back or, mm-hmm. you it, know. It, you don't realize. I never thought about it before, honestly, but no. the I last think, couple of years I've noticed Well, I think it. because when you get older, you're, you're so in routine and you're so set. You know, you eat at this time. You do this at this time. You do this. I mean, that's what happens when you get really old. So We yeah. have no lives. No. Yeah, we have no lives. It's everything is routine. Then that one hour. Did you get woke up by the neighbors last night? No, I didn't. Were they doing oh, something? Oh, it was bad. They were like stomping. Oh, in your running. new place. Yeah. Oh. I sleep pretty. I mean, pretty I deep. sleep pretty hard, but I was trying to go to sleep. I think it was louder than thunder will ever be it, in that place. Griffin woke up and thought it was thunder and was crying. It was. And I bad. was crying because it wasn't thunder. And it was over <sighs> a box fan and TV and everything. Well, you had people running up and down stairs and hallways and stuff yeah, like that. Like, Dude, go to sleep. <sighs> Is that weather related? No. Okay. No. It sounded like it. So I think it's time for the next segment. It's the weather word of the week. And this week, stormed our weather weather word of the week. We're tossing to our guest, Grayson. So what is our weather word of the week? Fire danger. No. 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 (laughs) Where are you at? Oh, I see it. (laughs) Rain bomb. Same thing. There we go. There you go. Rain bomb. How come you give him an easy one? <laughs> I get all these weird words I have to Google. And You're a nurse. You should know these words. rain bomb. Okay. So yeah, what does rain mean? Rain bomb? Read it. Yeah. That's not, there. Read the, that's the definition. You have to keep reading. It's another name for microburst. A rain bomb occurs when hot, dry air rises and mixes with heavy rain-bearing clouds. Most of the water droplets in the clouds evaporate, causing a swift cooling of the air around them when where it then starts to sink the falling air pulls the remaining raindrops with it creating a sudden huge downpour there you go yeah and a rain bomb is oh, i have to grab my stuff from is <laughs> very similar to a microburst uh, a microburst uh, is usually a lot of air uh, it's the same concept, but when you have uh, precipitation and raindrops within that air, then you can see it 
then it becomes a rain bomb is an, an HP microburst. It, it, there you go. High precipitation. Yes. I was going to ask Grayson if he knew what that was. And a lot of people <laughs> look at them and think they're tornadoes. I don't know what any of this stuff is. <laughs> it's like a big punch of a big, actually a, a foot is what so it what looks like. So what would make it look like a tornado? Uh, because of the rapid thing. Basically what it is, you have a cloud and all this stuff up here. And then the rain evaporates and you have cold air sinks. And you have all this cold air. And all of a sudden it goes boom and just falls right to the ground. And when it hits the ground, it spreads out. And it's a, it could be up to 100 miles per hour. I mean, just that velocity. And that's called a microburst. And there's damage. Kind of looks like a nuclear bomb. It, it does. If you, if you find something, show him. It's actually quite fascinating. It doesn't happen very much. Oh, is that it? Yeah. I was say, I wouldn't remember great? if I'd ever seen one of those. I was talking to my friends the other day, and we were like thinking about what it'd be like if instead of rain falling in droplets over an extended time, if it all just fell in one sheet of water. <laughs> Like, if we're getting six oh inches gosh. of rain, get in the shelter now. There's going to be six six inches of rain <laughs> falling on top of us. Right now. <laughs> you know, that's interesting that, that you're thinking of that concept because when you look at the storm... I'm going to get geeky now, okay? When you look at the Storm Prediction Center uh, meso maps, there's a thing called a PWAT. P-W-A-T stands for precipitable water. And you look at that number, and that number indicates... The amount of moisture in the air that could fall all at once. I mean, you think so about cool. the downpours yeah. when you're on the highway and you have to pull oh, over because you literally cannot see two feet in front of you. I, I know. I, I it, it, it's nuts. It's it's when you get me. two inches, two to three inches in thirty minutes. I mean, that is insane. I was a teenager. I remember the first time that I was driving back and forth between. Joplin and Miami and I got caught in one of those and I remember it scared me because I was a new driver mm-hmm. and I remember pulling over and I was crying because we didn't have cell phones back then you couldn't call home yeah. and see at one point we didn't have cell phones Grayson yeah we were yeah lucky yeah <laughs> we didn't have parents <laughs> tracking us yeah he only knows cell phone area yes <laughs> yeah exactly was I with you? It's scary. No, I was alone. I think I had went to see you. I'm, oh, okay. I think I had I probably... I was thinking at a different time when we got caught in a storm and I had to stay in Joplin and the sign at a convenience store blew over on us and I called my mom saying... Really? Wow. And we got in trouble because she didn't know there was a storm or something. I don't, I don't remember that good time. Good time. We got in trouble a lot. <laughs> that doesn't surprise we me, We missed actually. curfew a lot. Wow. Have you ever been in like massive major weather event like tornado or severe thunderstorm at... The only really big one was the tornado in 2012 that we had to like take shelter for. But okay, wasn't. but even then, it didn't go over us. Yeah, so. we weren't in the track of it. So were, were you guys here in Branson? Or yeah. You, okay. It destroyed track four. Oh, oh, oh! You mean the leap, the leap day tornado? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They had to get a new building. Yeah. Man, like all the storms that we chased. I mean, he was alive, but I mean, we always got a sitter and left them behind with grandparents or something yeah so he doesn't remember those man well i mean it could be a little bit more active spring you know that's kind of what we're hearing and like i've said a couple times on here you get the moisture you get that warmer temperatures we could get some wild wacky and if you're going to be working this summer at the track you're going to have to learn how to take cover and get all your guests to cover we've had to take cover at the track once like where you go there was nobody there at the time because it was like storming all day but it started like raining really heavily, and then there was like tornado sirens, and so everyone went down to the basement under the the big track, and there were like a couple guests with us, and they had to go with us. 
So oh, where, yeah. where if sense. you're like packed, where do you guys go? We have a really big basement. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Is it actually underground? It's under the Wild Woody, which is kind of underground, I think. Cool. Pretty much, yes. Right there, you don't have to like... It goes down a hill and then into the ground. So if you're oh, in a okay. show, just head on next door to the track when there there's a tornado warning, Randy. Well, the Wild Woody is down the street. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's the, the heavy metal next. high rise yeah. there. Okay. What yeah. do you do at track four? Yeah, where would you go at do track they have four? have a basement? <laughs> Cry. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know what I think? I think you and I should do some research, and then we should go to each of the theaters around here and give a seminar on what to do. Sounds good. Because there is no I protocol. Wonder if, I start to say, I wonder if they really do have a plan in place of what to do. Yeah, there's no protocol. I've even messaged the National Weather Service, and they said that there, they, there's really no protocol for theaters, and I think there needs to be there a needs protocol. To be. Yeah. and if, Our fire chief has recommendations on what they Because need staying to do. out in the theater yeah. area is... No, no, no. It's you, like being in a, in a gym gymnasium. Yeah. yeah be, and then the Not roof is safe. just going to blow right off. You just need to be in a hallway. Those are just And most buildings. theaters do have hallways. Um, Some, a lot of them have basements backstage Some, and areas. Or, larger ones or under the stage. You know, I, right. thi- I think in, like a, in, in an immediate emergency, if you had to do something, just get underneath your chair. Your seat because they're bolted into the ground and you right. got a cushion on top. At least I hold mean, on to it, but most people can't fit under those. Yeah, and most I mean, most of the tight fit. Well, and most of the Branson or age, age demographic and is can't really fold sixty to eighty up into a ball. Yeah, if they can just. Uh, but you'd be surprised what you can do when your life is in danger. Well, I know. You get enough adrenaline going. Yeah, oh, we need to research it. We need to make a podcast, or at least a section in the podcast, where we can figure out. What to do? I mean, we we have things. There's no protocol. I mean, we kind of know what to do. Get it, you know, get on the lowest level. You know, get underground if you can. Which is why we <sighs> no say windows. had that tornado happened a little earlier in the oh, day during it, show yes. season, it would have been bad. It, oh, I know. I it would have been it highly nuts. deadly. Well, we don't want that. Nope. Yeah. So we're gonna keep. Uh, Telling you what's going on and then, you know, update everything. I mean, uh, kind of recap. We're, seems to be we're going to be, have a tranquil rest of the week. Temperatures either side. We're going to say either side of 60 because they forecast 50s. It gets to the 60s. They forecast 60s. It gets to the 50s. But it, we're right around that 60 degree thing. With, My kids are enjoying it. They're getting to go outside a lot. Yeah, I'm getting to play disc golf. Do, do you ever play disc golf? I'm a disc golf savage. I played disc golf when I was forced to, like in gym class. Force you never, never because I wanted to. So you didn't. Oh, enjoy really? It. I'm terrible at sports. Well, it's I, I, I am too. I don't have coordination. I don't either. So I could like lob a ball in a general direction, but I can't hit a target with it. Well, I can't either. Rando could teach you. I could teach in ping pong. I, could, I used to teach it. I'm good. We're gonna I, learn sign language from Rando. Yes. Remember I do when lots of stuff. We used to learn sign language together. Yeah, yeah. it was like in fourth grade. There were some kids sitting next to me, and she just like taught me all of it while we were doing nothing. Mm-hmm. She taught you all of sign language. Uh, the, the, uh, yeah. the entire language, thing. Huh? <laughs> the entire thing. <laughs> you know it all now. <laughs> I just sat there and I gathered her knowledge. I just soaked it all in. There you yeah. he see. Is a sponge. I'll S- give him smart that kid. Much. Smart kid. Oh, well, we'll have to talk about that on the next podcast. So, well, Corey, you got anything else? Hey, what? 
We had a rarity the other day. What's these lenticular clouds that oh, showed up? Oh my gosh, that's right. Oh, the clowns, the crazy clowns. The, the killer clowns. <laughs> killer clowns. Yeah, that's text to speech for you. <laughs> yeah, killer clowns. Uh, lenticular clouds. You uh, think it, you'd learn your lesson because you've sent me some interesting <laughs> texts before. When you see a lenticular cloud, it's over usually over a huge mountain, like over yeah, the top the of a mountain on just like a lid. But also, you only see like one. I, I've seen them here in Branson before, but I've only seen like one at a time. There had to be twenty of them all around. Oh, it's all over half the sky. The weirdest thing. It was really cool though. I was I was trying to figure out. I, I was analyzing in my head. It's like, okay, why is this happening? Because usually it's an upslope of colder air that causes the condensation. But it's yeah. but there were cumulus. It was really strange. It's almost like they were forming over the cumulus clouds, which is this weirdest they were. thing. So that, that's why I was wondering if there's something. But you, okay, you know what was going on though? We had a very steep lapse rate. Mm-hmm. And for you know what a lapse rate is for those Most of people us don't. who don't know weather, <laughs> nobody knows what a lapse rate. Okay, a lapse rate is the rate of change in temperature with height. So an average lapse rate is about three and a half degrees per every thousand feet. So you go up every thousand feet, the temperature on average will drop about three and a half degrees. Uh, A steep lapse rate would be the temperature would fall faster. So you go up like a thousand feet, it may drop seven degrees. You know, the next thousand feet, it may drop 10 degrees. It gets colder faster. And the reason that we look at lapse rate is when you have a thunderstorm or a, a thunderstorm complex coming through, the colder or the faster or steeper of the lapse rate, the better hail formation this system has. And that's why they were talking about this severe weather last Sunday and Monday being more of a hail producer than a wind producer because the shear, wind shear upstairs, and wind shear is winds blowing in different directions with height, was very low. So we didn't really have a lot of twist action. So we knew tornadoes weren't going to be an issue, and actually damaging winds probably was not going to be an issue. But we had that very steep lapse rate and a lot of energy. Therefore, the hail production would be higher. That's why they said it was going to be more of a hail. Yeah. But the next day in southeast Missouri, we got a lot of higher shear, and then that's when that Nashville, you know, the tornadoes developed and went into Nashville. So I don't know why I went to that explanation. Why did I say lapse rate? There was a reason I said that. I forget. Am I just, are y'all paying attention? <laughs> I was listening. Oh, okay. I was listening, but I don't remember how we got I don't remember. I got the on lenticular that. clouds looked like. Oh, 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 oh that's right. With UFOs. The, yeah, the lenticular clouds. Because, because of the, the cumulus cloud, but then if you go up right above that cumulus cloud, that it was much, much, much colder. So the lapse rate was very steep. So that would cause... An addition of a further uh, condensation level, and that would give that little cap to the cumulus. That's my theory. I have not talked to any professional meteorologist, but uh, I haven't contacted any, so I don't know. At least I sound important. Yeah. Good enough for me. I have no idea what you're talking about, so you sound smart to me. Yeah, so so the non-weather people, I, I sound brilliant. So there. Okay, well, you got anything else? That was it. That was it for me. <laughs> well, I think we've kind of exhausted this. We're going off the rails. Uh, Shara is a part of the Stormdar Weather Podcast picture. And Grayson, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. You did have fun, right? I enjoyed it. Good. See, there, we knew you would. So you have to come back sometime and join us. So, All right, well, I think it's time to wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. 
You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.